2: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Gippsland Footy Show on SCN Track. Trobe Valley on 91.9 FM, brought to you by Damon Healy, Cam McFann, this Saturday morning. On today's show, we have Evan Sheiky from the Yulon, Yulon North Football Club, and Keith Anderson from the Warrigal Gazette. Morning, Cam. How's things?
2: Morning, Strut. Well, we've got some footy getting played in Gippsland today. Bit of a contrast to last week.
3: Yeah, I don't know how, um, obviously, I was just reading a few things last night on Twitter and that, and... Sounds like not all teams can field teams. I got a few Metro boys playing or unable to play, I should say, which uh forfeited a few teams and I was um I had to go to work this morning and I was driving through Long Worry and um I seen this kid with this ripping mullet. He had he had the footy bag over the back and he was walking to a footy and I and I was looking over at the oval and I thought, geez, nice day for footy and yeah, Jeez he had a good mullet repping too. I was real Long Warry bogan he was.
2: <laughs> Half his luck. I can't grow one, so yeah, well,
3: I wish, but um, I don't think the missus will let me do that. So
2: yeah, fair play, fair play.
3: Um, do you want to introduce our guest, or have you got something else you want to say? Or
2: Nah, nah nothing from me. Let's get it, let's get our guest on. Hey, so we've got Evan Sheaky with us, um, president of the Yalnul North Footy Club. Obviously, a club that's gone through a lot of changes over the last couple of years. They're they're really proactive um, in what they're doing at the moment, which. I know we here think it's it's really impressive what they're doing, um, and continue to do. So welcome on the show, Evan. Yeah, good day, Cameron.
0: How you going, mate?
2: Yeah, good, good. How are you this morning and how's uh how's North Gippsland shaping up for the, over the next few weeks? What are what are they well, sort of
0: really, thinking? No, really good. This morning I'm actually out at Glengarry Football and Netball Club. Um our witty and the Glengarry committee have been kind enough to let us use their oval for a bit of a Saturday morning train, so while I was a bit of waterlogged So just quickly A big shout out to Green Gary And thanks for, yeah, for their hospitality And generosity To let us out of here.
3: Oh beautiful
0: um, Yeah with um, Yeah Northkip is really shaping up next year uh, Next week With finals rolling in Obviously at this stage With the um, With the meeting on During the week And with the um, No spectator rule be a bit tough To control But um, Yeah We're really Our boys are really Looking forward to getting Out there next Saturday And um, in the seconds And the seniors And having a red really hot crack And uh, moving forward In the final series
2: yeah, perfect. And where are you guys placed at the moment?
0: Yeah, well, I'm um, are sitting second and um, our seconds are in the third spot. So, I think, mean, seniors play Churchill, at Glengarry on Saturday and um, our seconds play Yarram, which will be a tough, fought out contest. A few big bodies there, so that'd
2: be good. Yeah, okay, okay. And seemingly, um, obviously, I'm originally from down-east Gippsland where you do hear more of the North Gippie, um, but the real reputation of the leagues is mid Gippy is not as strong as what North Gippie is. For you guys to come in and be competitive, not only in the seniors, um, but in the seconds as well, is probably something that wasn't expected. Um, have you been surprised by the the standard, um, whether it may not be as strong as maybe what's perceived, or you guys have really improved? Is it something that surprised you a little bit, how well you've gone?
0: Boys are definitely surprised in how far they've gotten. Like We come in as a um, club expecting to make finals, but not to do as well as what we, we have. Um, but it, North Gippsland really suits Barry Burnett's playing style as senior coach with um, the free run. And we've got some little fellas that just run, run, run all day. So the dry grounds and the um, quick ball move, it really suits. But as for standard goes, I, I don't... North Gibbys I think the, better, the best sides in the are on par the better side But Midgipie sort of drops away a lot quicker than what North Kippy does North Kippy, you get a competitive run Right through to probably 8th spot And then, um, but Midgipie sort of Drops around, you got your top 4 And then sort of slowly drops away a lot quicker than North Kippy does That's the only pick that I've really seen
3: So, um, it's Damon here Mate, um, I'm just wondering why um, How come you decided to go to North Kippy?
0: So what was, happened Was Alan was, yep.
3: was Bacon Option or, you know
0: uh, Allen Bank was definitely never an option. Obviously, yep. yeah, we'll put that on the thing. Um but what happened is obviously we know that McGif Sand had joined with the Albert and League and as a that's obviously an AFL plan and what they wanted to do and we I got put on the spot at the meeting to vote and I sort of abstained from voting. I said, Hang on, I haven't consulted with my members about this So we sort of put our vote on hold. Not that we weren't interested in going to McGippy, but we owed it to our members to say hang on, here's the option, we can go North, Gippie, Mid-Gippie. So we put uh, Jason Price and a few others together. Jason headed up a due diligence committee to get pros and cons from each league. North, Gippie, mid had meetings. And this took till about June last year, June, July last year this time. And then they presented it to the executive, myself and um, Secretary Treasurer. And from that, North, Gippie were very, their um, yeah, standouts in a way of their professionalism and the way they run the league and embrace community of all, like with their Pride Cup and everything else. So as an executive, we put together a recommendation to our committee. Our committee endorsed that recommendation. So then we were as transparent as we could through COVID. We then went to our members and shared as much information as we could about the both leagues, and this is why we want to go from an executive point of view. And in the end, it went out to a vote, given about six weeks, and 87% of our whole community, Illinois Footy Club community, come back with that North Gibby move, so that started the process of us essentially joining North Gibby, which is really good to to know that eighty percent, eighty seven percent of your football community have got trust in the executive and the committee of which way they want the direction of our footy club to go. So really so with, humbling.
3: With Albert and League joining um, Mid Gippsland, if if that like if Albert and League had to stay where they were with. You know, And Mid-Gippsland had to stay Would you have just stayed in Mid-Gippsland, you think?
0: I think this, all that wouldn't have come up And we would have still been in Mid-Gippsland, yes I believe If it was still the nine-team competition Miss in I believe we would have stayed But something had to happen But what? Oh, I wasn't 100% sure And obviously that's this is what happened and didn't suit our club so with the six Yeah, clubs that's coming fine,
3: mate in, You've now. got to do what's best for your own club And um, obviously you've taken the initiative to do that
0: yeah
1: yeah indeed so yeah
0: and it's really um, it's really about making sure my oh, I won't say my footy club our footy club at your Lord North survives for years to come so yeah. this is our best option and we've got and we've got clubs knocking on our back door such as Clegan Gary TTU Churchill um, furthest we travels Yarram and Woodside to be quite honest and looking at demographic and logistically North Gibby was a way better suit for our club than what travelling wise for socioeconomics, for younger families that struggle and everything else with travel and maximising participation in the junior levels as well, with the travel and the hardship on families at this time. So that's something else we took into account.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So as part of this move, you've had to change, or you've, you, sorry, I shouldn't assume that you've had to change. You're changing, obviously, the nickname from the Bombers. I um, believe there's some jumper changes as well because there is a clash with TTU. Um, What was sort of the process? Was it a similar voting process? And is that an agreement that you've had with the league? Or is that something that you as a club have done
0: proactively? No, you're right in what you said, Cameron. Without knowing, we did have to have a brand change. But that had become a um, change in the start of season 2022, so next year. But we thought, why we're so proactive, we'll get going. And um, obviously, we'll go with the jumper first. We put that out. It probably was about a... Oh, four to five months thing where people are putting together designs and everything else. And the design we've got now, I'm not sure whether you boys have seen it, but it's um red red and black still with a gold trim. Where the red and black obviously with our bombers still, and then uh, the gold comes back from it comes back from brand timeline days before law North was actually brand Yellow North. They had a gold and a black jumper, so we've embraced yep. a bit of heritage. And um yeah, come up with a design similar similar to Fitzroy's jumper back in the day, with the old YNFC logo on the front of it. So if you want Cameron, I can text you through a copy and you can throw it on the website or whatever later if you like with the two how we've changed.
2: That'd be brilliant. I was told by my old man who was a proper footy nuff last night that there was an old Yellow North jumper, but I believe it would have clashed with Rosedale. Is that right? Yeah,
0: so what happened with um yeah, the our Blues jumper was the Yellown jumper. And when Yellow North and Yellown amalgamated in nineteen nineteen seventy six, um, they obviously took on the blues jumper and then when we essentially got kicked out of the Troy Valley League in eighty five, this is all before I was born, mind you. Um Sorry. we we went back to the bombers in nineteen eighty six was we were back to the bombers. So the bombers, yeah. We've been the bombers since eighty six to two thousand and twenty one. And now we're the uh the jets. Not the Bombers anymore
3: Rightio Evan I, I want to know a bit more about you You, you still having a kick Or you used to kick What sort of footballer were you?
0: Uh, <laughs> I was an overweight fullback back of the twos mate To be honest
3: I know the feeling um, about that Mate I'm doing yeah, that at the moment
0: <laughs> <laughs> A bit of a rough start If I couldn't catch the young blokes We'd try and give them a clip But they're all too quick for me <laughs> I
2: know the feeling mate Right. Well, if if you don't want to talk too much about yourself, who 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 are sort of the players at your lawn north? That, you know that people go to watch play. Who who are your big players that are, are your better players that are getting you up the top of the ladder? Who obviously you won the premiership in the Gippy in twenty nineteen. Um, yeah. The only the only thing I will put on this is you're not allowed to mention Josh Keo in it. Uh, funny
0: you say, Josh Keo. I won't mention Josh because he got a phone call. about was ten on my way out here to pick up his boots left yeah. his front door, so he's <laughs> You know that, Cameron. Okay. Um, I I actually love coming to watch... It's, it's a bit of a little... Barry Burnett's mine. My bloke that i love coming to watch. Like, Barry's just... is the essential clubman, the record TD game holder, 38 years old, just keeps plugging along, and he's a superstar in my book, but he'll play footy until he can't play no more. But on the outside, probably... Our, Three forwards they come to see the Dean McDonald, Dean McDonald, Kenan Hughes, and the surprise packet of this year is young Mitchell Luck. He's just got the mullet that flows down halfway to his backside and he's just <laughs> high flying and everything else. There's a talk that Keenan's just taking a hanger in the practice match have having. So it's not Man. bad. Yeah, they're probably the three for me.
2: So is Keenan, what's he like on the footy field, mate? Because I've played cricket against him and he's pretty fiery young fella.
0: He is he's, he's actually He's actually matured As he's got In the last three years That he's been with us And he's just His run's unbelievable He doesn't get it the first time He just turns his opponent Inside out And just takes off And gets it again And again and again So um, i would take him against him as well Cameron And he's quite fiery When he gets going But He's um, Yeah He's really grown As a footballer And really embraced What the country footballs are like. Actually He's come from a professional Sort of power From power And the VFL Development squad At Casey. And well, we're not, the country football club aren't as switched on as passionate, well, I won't say passionate, but as switched on as they are. And yeah, so he's really adapted to the style of play and he's just, oh, he's an asset and hopefully we can hang on to him for years to
1: come.
3: Yep. Where, whereabouts do you, uh, I guess, recruit your players from? Like obviously you're a little bit out of the city, um, you know, a lot of clubs try and go that way, but you're sort of in the middle of Gippsland. Um, where, where do you try and recruit from?
0: We recruit from uh, Trelgan and Trelgan Gippie League is probably our um, main area. It's between the Latrobe Valley and stuff. Look, now we have got one or two um, that do live in Melbourne, which is, um, will be unfortunate if they're a bit... Uh, if the lockdowns continue. But Dean McDonald, obviously, been around five years with us. He comes from Morwell. Adam Bailey brought a few over a few years ago when he came over to coach us and really set us on the path that we're on now. But a lot of them, probably 75% are actually local boys. So we all, They all went to school together from Maui right through to Yolong North. And they're just, they're, I'll say they're brothers. They're not mates. They're actually brothers. They love each other that much. and Yeah, so it's just probably local boys that we were playing twos five, six years ago. Really, and probably a handful of them are back up in the ones that really stand out players. So they've grown all together as one.
2: No, that's very good. I think that's half the formula some of the time is having a close group. Now, I know you've worked uh, pretty closely with the guys at Trafalgar who obviously were another strong club in the mid-Gippsland league previously who have moved and they're much like you having success um, in the Allen Bank league. How did you work together and how obviously rivals on the field but when you were going your separate ways how did you guys work together to, to help each other?
0: I was just, just crossing paths with Brett and I it was just phone calls and where we are at, what your club's thinking and, and support. Supporting each other was through the whole process of leaving Gippsland. even though they were probably about, they were probably six weeks ahead of us in the process and they knew they were going before this all happened. But just support in general and running ideas fast, Brett and myself and a few others. And I think as much as we all, I miss playing draft because of that rivalry, as you say... Um, I think they're a stronger club for doing it, as we are. So, mainly just supporting each other. And Brett and I still talk now about what the leagues are doing and where they're at. Well, they were hoping to have a practice match today, but obviously with injuries and everything else, we thought we'd better not. So, yep. we'll leave it at that. But we have we have signed a thing where we will have a practice match every every year, just to keep the two clubs connected. And that's to do with... Um, in probably um, respect to, as well as um, Rob Sapkin, who passed away, who was a trash, trash footballer and a trader for many years at Yalorn North. So we'll play a practice match in his honour every year and no, keep the two pretty... clubs together as that. So, yeah. Um, is there any uh,
3: changes coming up for the future? Like anything else, you know, you, you need the ground updated or club rooms or what's, you know, beyond this season, What what's, what's next for Yalorn North?
0: We're actually um, halfway through. Process. We've got new lights, new 30-metre 30, 30 tower lights around the ground, which really lights up the facility. We've got a new netball court that's been put in. beside so the next one, um, we've got it in the process of a pavilion. It'll be a, bit, a netball pavilion getting built um, towards the end of this year. So the camp, we've really jumped on board. Council has been upgrading our facilities. So with the lights, our lights are terrible now. We can actually see when we kick a yellow footy around. So it actually lights up the whole gully down at the Coliseum at the north. So it's good. So
2: is there any way you can improve the surface? I've played cricket there and I reckon it was soft in the middle of summer. So yeah. is, is that something that can even be done?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're actually in um, the Grounds Committee, which is besides us. We've actually engaged with the council and Dan Nichols from the council who's a surface professional. and He's going to come up after the season finishes and show us giving us some ideas about the drainage and stuff and what we need to do with new aggie drains. I'm not 100% all over it, but I know we're in a spot to put some money together towards it as a club and the grounds committee and hopefully the council jump on board and we can make that ground a premier facility hopefully in years to come.
2: Yeah, very good. Now, North Gippie is, to put it bluntly, very, very tight at the top. I know Woodside have won... Well, they're on top and they've won... I think two or three games by by a point or two. I know they beat you guys by under a goal just yep. before the last COVID break. Who, you, assuming you guys make the grand final, because that's what you have to assume. Who who do you play and and who do you think is going to cause a surprise?
0: Oh, I think uh, I think it's out of the top three. I think it's out of Yarren, uh Churchill, Woodside, and us to make the grand final. To be honest, because Churchill, and Wood- Churchill, and Woodside beat us. I think Churchill was four points side was three points, and then the rest we've beaten by over six goals. So just going from back to the season, I think it's out of those three. And if I use Barry Burnett's word, uh, he thinks his side's good enough to beat anyone on the day, so it doesn't really matter who we play, mate, to be honest. They'll get um, out there and have a crack, and what'll be will be.
3: Just looking at the percentages at the moment, it looks like you blokes have been kicking a few, because you're about 50% better than anyone else.
0: Yeah, it's like I just said, we played um, Churchill and Woodside was all under a goal and every other side was... I know the first game against Yarram was seven-goal wins to us, so I don't think any, every other week was above that. So I don't think like the sprue, but it's just what it was and is a different story and we'll see what happens in four weeks' time. I, w- I was
2: going to ask you about that Yarram game. Obviously, a lot of work had had gone into these changes and I know, obviously, things aren't defined in one week, but having a standalone game at the start of the year, coming out and beating Yarram. I believe it was at Yarram, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was, mate. Yep. Yeah, yep.
2: beating, beating a, like a strong side away
0: from home. That must have been pretty pleasing first up, I would assume. It was... Oh, um, yeah, I was decided, to be quite honest with our standing with our football operations, Jason Price watching the game, and with a few comments that have been made in the background that we wouldn't succeed and would be mediocre, it really put a... Um, put a sock in those people that were saying that. And, um, yeah, I was actually surprised we did that. But and then again, I wasn't surprised because I know the depth of the talent we've got. And it really, yeah, they really shone back on Good Friday in April. So it was really good. I know
3: footy's uh, obviously one side of the club, but uh, how's the uh, netball looking this year?
0: They're really strong. They've, oh, they're, they're, they're mid-range. We've got our under-17s in the finals, but they're really coming along. And when I speak of brotherhood, the netball's sort of similar. So a sisterhood, um, they're all friends, they're all close and they're all, they're all there to ha- and they're having fun. They're really enjoying it and really getting around the club when we have a social event. A lot of the time the girls outweigh the blokes and they probably drink more grog than the blokes at times but they're having a really good time and if they're having a good time it means the football's having a good time and the club in general's having a good time. So yeah, they're really, really going well and hopefully they've, they've got the coaches there that they'll improve over time. And um, hopefully we can have three, go from one junior side in the finals to having two or three or four out of the seven, six grades in the finals next year. So yeah, they're really, really going well isn't it, netball.
2: Beautiful, very good. It's good to see that your club as a whole is obviously in a pretty strong spot. As you said, there was a lot of people probably doubted you guys. Um, I know I was certainly one myself that was interested, to say the least, to see how it would go yep. um, on league reputations. Um, but, look, obviously first year in, you couldn't have gone any better, I don't think. Um, but, look, mate, thanks very much for joining us. As I've, I've said to you during the week when we spoke, we're, us guys here, are, you know, we're really happy to have people on who are proactive. I think sometimes, you know, clubs can be a little bit scared of change. It's always footy can be how how it's, it's always been done one way, so it stays that way. So we applaud you for... For being brave enough to make these changes, you and you yourself and the club, um, and yeah, thank you very much for coming on.
0: Sorry, no it's Cameron Daymond. Yeah, um, take care and thanks very much.
2: No worries. Thanks, Evan. What do you think of that, Strut? It's good to see a club being very, very proactive.
3: Yes, no, no doubt. Um, I mean, they're doing everything right, and like a bit like Traff, I think Traff, Everyone thought oh, I would be, like you said, perception of leagues and that. I guess, and they'd struggle, but. Look, they're, second, oh, can't even say word. they're sitting second on the ladder and with a very impressive our percentage. And, I mean, there's no reason why, you know, first they won a flag in 2019 and no reason why they can't do it this year if all goes well for them.
2: Absolutely. And that's... Look, it's a hard one because we can lose clubs doing it, which we never want. We want everyone to be as successful as they can be. But I know AFL Victoria and AFL Gippsland copped a lot of heat Um. But it just shows that good can come out of changes, and if you're receptive to doing it and want to be proactive, change actually can be good, which I think well, think is a good thing to show.
3: Yeah, I guess change has been good for them so far, but I guess, you know, the, the big change is going to be between Alberton League and mid-Gippsland, yeah. now that's mid-Gippsland, and how that works. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's the right or wrong answer. I haven't lived in Gippsland long enough or know enough about that league yet, but I guess that's... That change is going to be the big one. Oh, absolutely. I
2: can't see it being the same in five years. That's for sure.
3: Um, yes, and thank you for that. Sorry, um, we'll just go to our first ad break and um, we'll see you all a bit later on. Thank you.
2: Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron McFan and with me is Damon Strutt-Healy. Don't forget, you can text in to our number. The number is 0499 736 736 I believe you might have got plenty of advice in the uh, in the news break there, strut from the uh, Halora boys. Yes, um,
3: yes, I got. I'm copping it from all ends every week. To be brutally honest, mate, I, I get it at footy train and get it from home. The old man rings me up on a Sunday and says you've done this wrong,
2: and yeah, I'm just copping it, mate. So I, I might have to quit this job after I <laughs> do of this. I must say, I do look forward to the Paddy Garshagan pronunciation later on today. Um, but we'll wait for that one Yes, nah, hopefully
3: um, We also have a um, local legend of the area Who's been at the Warrigal Gazette for 40 years I believe I was told oh. during the week Which is quite impressive um, He hangs around the Druin area a lot And we have uh, Keith Anderson on the line You there Keith?
2: Yes, yep How are you this morning Keith?
1: Got, yeah, got, all footy,
2: right. got footy back today Are you going to report on any uh, local junior footy or senior footy anywhere?
1: Yes, I'm at uh, Druin and Wontaggie. The uh, force is just about coming up to finish and Druin have sort of got away and won that by about four or five goals. Um, It's been very good footy, good good standard and for this time of year uh, a very good day for footy.
2: It uh, it is a perfect day for footy, and I think the the ground there at Druins all the all the better for not having footy played on it. So, Keith, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Obviously, you've been at the Gazette for a long time, heavily involved in sport. Do you want to tell us a bit about your background and what you've done for around West Gippsland for a long period of time?
1: Oh well, um, yeah, the Gazette. I actually started there a bit longer than what I think Damon commented earlier. Uh, I started there in 1965 actually, um, and stayed there for four years. And then uh, the government employed me in the army. It, uh, they just sent me a letter to say that'd be a good idea if you joined join the army for a couple of years. So I did that, came back uh, briefly after the army. Then I went interstate with uh, the ABC for about eight years, and then it was a corporate world for a, for a while and came back to Druin
3: in know uh, sort of mid to late 1990s yeah well sorry about um under saying <laughs> how many years you've been at the Gazette mate it's only what I got told so I was just going off the cuff what I've been told so once I get back to me sources I'll um I'll give them an absolute earful later on mate so sorry to cut you a bit short there
1: no worries about that uh, but yeah, it's uh, been it. I didn't have much to do with football on the uh, playing playing side of, of things. Uh, in those days, Drew and, Drew and only had, when I was about 14, Drew and only just formed an under 18 side that actually played in a reserve grade in the Allenbank League because one of their clubs uh, uh, didn't have a reserve side. Uh, and that was that was there and then I got into golf and got into and that was about it. But I'm just actually sitting in a in an office in Druin at the moment with a photo of the nineteen seventy eight premiership side with a young bloke in the front row by the name of G. Abbott. It's got senior behind it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some great memories here at Druin with their with their footy and uh, great history at the club and right throughout Gippsland has been a great uh, Gippsland I believe has been a great nursery for some absolute champion footballers and particularly sort of blokes I grew up with in the same age group
3: So did you ever get to watch the great man Gary Ablett senior run around at Drawing back in the day?
1: Uh, I think I did in that 1978 I was in Queensland but I came back to Came back here for holidays, and, uh, yeah, no, he was, uh, he was good. Fan. In fact, all the Abilets were, were good players, and, uh, yeah.
2: So, obviously, and, you've... And
1: the McPhans. The McPhans would be good footballers. Oh, and...
2: See, I've worded they, him up
3: they, here straight at this. Don't blow too much wind <laughs> up him, all right? I've got to deal with him all day, and I've got to <laughs> gonna have a hit of cricket with him later, too, and you're going to annoy the absolute... How so good of a kick he is, Keith said this, that, and the other. So, don't, he doesn't need the tyres pumped up more than he already pumps himself up.
1: Yeah, well, I, I did actually play quite a bit of cricket when I was a young bloke with an older bloke, but was uh, Cameron's uh, great uncle, Arthur, who was one of the best, best cricketers in Gippsland. So yeah, I'll pump
2: right. your tyres up a bit more, Kim. Oh, that's all right. No, I think they've all my older relatives have got me covered there, Keith. So that's all good. We we can move we can move on from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you've seen a lot of footballers, and you touched on obviously the Ablets, who are renowned around this area for being, you know, fantastic. Well, more than this area, basically Australia wide for being a fantastic football family. Who are some of the best footballers you've seen in your time, sort of through through West Gippsland?
1: Oh well, through West Gippsland and a little bit of uh, Latrobe Valley, when you had people like uh, you know the Quinlans, Templetons, etc., who just walked straight into uh, BFL AFL sides, and uh, Ellen Noonan from Warrigal and Peter Knights from Longwarry, yeah, uh, these days are going through yeah you know, this elite pathway thing. Yeah, you know, the good players made it and went virtually straight into senior VFL AFL footy. But they were, they were some standouts, you know, Quinlan, uh, certainly Templeton, Noonan Knights, uh, and even going back a bit earlier, the Kevin Coverdales and Brian Royals and uh, the Sammons from Lee and Gutter. You know, it's been a great nursery for, for football, as I keep saying.
2: Yeah, it has. And... I know, obviously, there's a lot of pathways now. Gippsland Power, obviously, you know, more often than not have one or multiple draftees um, every year. But do you actually think there was benefit to the old system where there was zoning for clubs where blokes could play senior footy before they got drafted? And, well, not drafted, but recruited and picked up by VFL clubs as it was then?
1: Yeah, well, once, we, once the AFL moved to sort of National League... Um that sort of was really the the death knell for, for zoning in my view but i i do i do think it's a like a good talent of football so will make the grade and certainly that playing a 16, 17 year olds in good standard competitions against men uh i think sort of you know, develop them a lot quicker whereas now you get. Guys get drafted and they say, oh, yes, in the next three years, we'll develop him into a senior footballer. Whereas, yeah, uh, you know, some do go straight into the into the seniors from that sort of 18-year-old draft, but very few. Uh, but the guys who who went down from Gippsland, they were, they were picked. You know, you come down and you play and you were in the seniors for sure.
3: So Keith, obviously you watch a lot of footy and you follow Drew and you know what's going on in the Gippsland League. If you had to make a tip today, who's winning the Gippsland League Grand Final? Be
2: loyal, Keith. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, Drew got to get there, and what happens? You know, wouldn't know what happens over the next three weeks, months, four or five weeks, whatever it is. Um, but I think William Gathes is the best side I've seen this year. Uh, and one take, he probably runs runs next to
2: them. Yeah, that's, I probably couldn't agree more, to be honest. Um, yeah, 100%. So have you had much to do with the local leagues in your time, Keith? Obviously, throughout throughout your life, there's been plenty of changes to the leagues down here. Have you always been sort of a follower of Druin and just gone wherever they've gone?
1: Or Oh, well, i think been... Yeah, no, I've been... Drew and born, and Breton hard, uh, hard to take Drew and the little boy. Yeah, no, so I've been uh, very, you know, in, in all sports and activities involving Drew and, you know, I've been uh, pretty keen on what they are. Um, but, you know, I've seen a lot of things and, of course, reporting on on sport, you've got to have a bit, broader outlook and and look at other clubs etc but yeah there's been uh, massive changes in football where it it heads I've got my concerns at the moment particularly at uh, uh, younger levels I think a lot of that's to do with uh, the demographics and the changing nature technology, corporate farming rather than the little family farm of a hundred acres where the, you know, the family has have about four kids and a couple of boys playing football and that sort of gone and uh, employment opportunities are a bit limited in the, in the country where guys and, and girls or whatever sport they take have uh, got to go to Melbourne to further education in a lot of cases and for employment, so it's really. Uh, it's really a difficult situation, I think,
3: for country football going ahead. Uh, one last question, Keith. Um, obviously, I was at Drawn at the time when uh, Drawn were thinking about joining the West Gippsland League, and you were—I remember you standing up and saying why Druin should stay uh, the Gippsland League. Can you just give us a rundown why you still think that you know Drawn should have, which they have, stayed in the Gippsland League? Uh,
1: I'm... I've always thought, as an individual playing sport and as a team playing sport, you try and play in the best standard you possibly can and at the highest level you can. And that was my uh, that was my view at that, that move there a few years ago. And uh, you know, a few people said, right, we should look closely at going, uh, perhaps going elsewhere, West Gippsland Way, mm-hmm. um, which has been where carbon Certainly, been since uh, yeah, certainly since World War Two or just before that. Um, but that'll that'll change again, I think, in time. Yeah, certainly the western part of Gippsland, which will have the have the, the big populations or the bigger populations of Gippsland, and that's probably where the strength will go. Um, yeah, things like you know, the future of the Latrobe Valley, future of uh, the gas industry, future of timber industry, uh, all, all big question marks over them. And, uh, you know, the impact that has on sort of Latrobe Valley and going east to east Gippsland, is, I'm not I'm not quite sure so if we can get things that will fill those holes. I doubt it. So I think there's a lot of changes just to... Uh, just to the nature of Gippsland and certainly will reflect in football, other sports and other aspects of life, I'd imagine.
2: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I suppose that's what we were talking to our previous guest about, about being, you know, clubs and leagues are going to have to be pro- progressive and they're going to have to adapt to change. As, as we know, it's happened in the past and there'll be change into the future. Look, Keith, thank you very much. Obviously, you've covered sports and sporting Gisland for a very long time, uh, loyal to Druin, and you are happy enough to give me a rap, so I'll take that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, thank you, for, no, thank you very much for coming on. I,
1: I think the thing with, with all sport, um, you make great friendships over over many, many years from when you play, and then when you go along as an old boy like me as a spectator, uh, you still bump in with friends you played with and against yeah, 50 years ago.
2: Sounds great yeah it's the beauty of sport thanks very much again Keith thanks for coming on
1: right
3: see you guys See
2: see you Keith again Strutt as we've had on the last few weeks just another person who's heavily involved in sport who without them sport doesn't go ahead sport's not covered clubs don't function these are the people that are that are important to your local communities
3: yeah and you know Keith's been around for a long time um he probably no doubt he'll stop into the Drewin local later on and have a couple of that he which he enjoys to do. But um, look, you know he's always been a he's always been lovely to meet uh, Drewin and he um, jumps in the car off to me with my me father-in-law and they trundle on down the road. Um, usually both of them got their window halfway down, just having the old bunger out the side as well. And <laughs> you know, I'm an asthmatic in the back seat, coughing up a lung or something. But I mean, he is good value, and you well, know he, I'm sure he could have talked all day if he wanted to. Oh, absolutely
2: and to be honest he's probably probably got enough information where he could talk for more than that and tell you about Gippsland and West Gippsland sport yeah as you say all day so not fantastic to have him on so what, what we've got a um,
3: spare few seconds um do you agree with him with Lane Gather and one probably the even though you're drawn
2: so I actually think people discredit moly look like, and I still probably agree with him that le Gather I think lane Gather will win it Yep. Um, we caught one taggy on their absolute best day, I think. But I actually think people discredit Mully because Mully are just as good as the other two. But I think Leon Gather are the best.
3: Yeah, right. Well, there you go. You've heard it from Cam McFan. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you blokes, any chance
2: or not? Yeah, yes, we are. But we do have to throw to a break, mate. So, I'll cut, when we come back, I'll tell you why I think we're a chance after the break. No drama as well. We'll see
3: you after the ad break. Thank you. And welcome back again to the Gippsland Footy Show. Um, yeah, back what we were talking about before, Cam. What are your thoughts on the Gippsland Finals?
2: Are you drawing a shout-out or not? Oh, well, we we are. It's just whether we can play or not. Um, my understanding is as if the Gippsland League can't get going by early September, they're just calling it, and that's it. Um, so we'll see what happens. I know they've looked at options of a... Um, Finals just going ahead as a five-team final series. I know there's another option where they're looking at finals being a three-week final series, um, but six teams. So, Saturday, um, Sundays, then? No, no. So, it'd be over three weeks. So, my assumption here is one and two would have week one off. Oh, sorry. I understand what you mean. Yes, Saturday, Sunday strut. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes like, Jesus, they're doing yeah. well there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there would be Saturday Sundays, but yeah, you'd have one and two have the first week off. Three play six, four play yeah. five, and basically a knockout from there would be my assumption. Which, to be honest, like we're sitting six on percentage at the moment. If if they're going to give us a top six, and no argument, no arguments from here. That's yeah. for sure. Well it was interesting to see, uh, I don't know if you've seen
3: um what the ADFL have done. Um they're talking about that it sounds like finals will only go ahead unless there's a um crowd of a thousand, which I find it's gonna be a bit tricky to do. Um you know, I mean Allenbank obviously in Trafford are probably the two front runners, but yeah, I, I think it's gonna be difficult. Um might continue
2: for Allen Bank. Bit of a drought <laughs> there,
3: isn't it? Probably. Well, depends on <laughs> Not in the twos, it's not, mate. (laughs) (laughs) We've won the last two. But, um, yeah, look, it's just the the times we're in at the moment. And with so many people coming from a metropolitan area, and that's the other thing, like Lang Lang technically, which even though it's surrounded by
2: a farming area and all that, it's classified as metro. Well, Tanny, who we spoke to last week, described Katani as a little dot. You blink when you miss it. and By rights, they're a metro... They're part of metropolitan Melbourne, according to the I, way things are.
3: I work on a dairy farm, and we're right on the border. If a farm was on the other side, we're classified as Bourbourshire, and we're on the other side of the road, we're classed as and we've got about 300 hectares of land that we milk our cows on. Like, I, it just it doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, I'm not going to sit here and just keep rinsing the government because so that's what, not what I'm here
2: for. So what you've just said is you're actually on a farm that's taken away from mum and dad farm that Keith wasn't happy about? Yeah, or <laughs> Yes,
3: I was, I was putting my head down when he said that because, yeah, we milk a lot of cows. And, but mind you, it's still a family business. Yeah. So, I mean, we just milk a hell of a lot of cows.
2: Yeah, So and that's going to be a problem down this end of Gippsland with the... With the um, Kardinia Shire teams, it's it's going to be difficult. I know East Gippsland and those those leagues down there. They can just kick off today. They can start, albeit with the restrictions. But well, no no one? Melbourne players, no no borders. You can just do as you please, really. So it's much easier for those competitions.
3: Well, I guess the other big one is the West Gippsland League, which is majority from you know Turidan, and Nana Goon Garfield Bunya. The list goes on they're all um, in Cadinia Shire, And, yeah. I mean, people live in the city and, yeah, it's going to be very hard for them to be up and going unless Melbourne, you know, and normally it's a two-week, um, you know, before the next stage happens. So we continue with lockdowns. So anyway. Well, yeah, we'll have to just wait and see. So hopefully next week we'll have a big guest on and we look forward to that. Um, Thank you for your time again, Cam, and we'll see you all next week on the Gippsland Footy Show. Thank you.